What's up, Georgia Bulldog fans? Scott here. You're listening to episode 304 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. We don't do many emergency podcast episodes, but this is one of them. The dogs have hired a new basketball coach, and in this short episode, you'll hear my two co-hosts, Tony and Will, discuss the hiring of Mike White. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to a special emergency version of the wait since last saturday podcast you know something big's happened in basketball because we're having an emergency podcast about basketball we didn't even have one for tom crean's firing though that was hardly an emergency that was pretty much well understood that was going to happen and it did happen i'm here with i'm will leach by the way in case you're wondering who this uh case you've forgotten uh i'm here with uh, tony waller scott uh as usual doing his basketball abdication uh but nevertheless uh Georgia has hired a coach. They have hired Mike White. Now, this is not the guy from White Lotus. This is not uh, the third secret member of the White Stripes. This is not the Illinois football coach of the 80s who took them to the Rose Bowl with Jack Trudeau. No, this is Mike White, the coach that was at Florida, originally from Louisiana Tech. And it led to uh, there was considerable scuffle before the Mike White hiring. Uh, largely in favor of uh, UGA alum Jonas Hayes, assistant coach at NIT number two seed Xavier. Uh, And they wanted him to come back, but the hiring was Mike White. Uh, Tony, uh, let me get you. I have a lot of thoughts on the hiring and I have a lot of thoughts on uh, the Jonas Hayes uh, idolatry when literally the one small group of people that that place exists outside of Jonas Hayes' family. No offense to Jonas Hayes. Jonas Hayes is awesome, but no one else was even considering him even uh, for anything close to position at this level. Uh, but then, but even before that, after that, uh, then came the white, the white, white hiring, which got a lot of people stirred up. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I want to start with you because you've been here longer. People respect and trust you more. <laughs> so by all that's, means, that's hardly not, that's hardly true, but, uh, but, uh, what, what was your first, uh, well, let's talk about Mike White himself and then we can talk about the process a little bit. Yeah. So I, I my personal opinion is a good hire. I mean, I think it remains to be seen whether it's a grand slam hire. I, I'm not I mean, I, I think if you were to strip away, if you had simply gone to Georgia fans three weeks ago and said, we can get a coach from a current Power 5 program who is um, who took them to the Elite Eight, they've not missed the NCAA basketball tournament with the exception of one year uh, since he's been there. And uh, by the way, the the mid the the uh, you know the G five or mid major or whatever you want to call it, uh, he was at before then. They routinely won nearly thirty games and were two points away from winning, uh, going to the semifinals in IT both uh, two years and two points away from winning their conference tournament in a one bed league. And not said anything about where this coach was from, where this coach coached before, or given this guy's last name, people would have probably jumped all over that on March 30th. Um, my, my personal opinion is that um, are there other coaches out there that were potentially gettable? Yes. Is there a downside? Is there an upside to waiting? Sure. But there is also a substantial downside to waiting. And that is you hire worse than Mike White in mid April after literally every other power five conference picks their coach. 
Um, and look, we, I understand why you want to try to hire the property brothers. I really do. Right. But the, the chance of trying to hire, you know, if you're going to wait and possibly hire the property brothers, you could wind up with, you know, brothers, sheetrock and tax services. <laughs> and that is, uh, we, we, Georgia, Georgia's in a different place than some of our fans think uh, basketball wise. I mean, it is, uh, someone made the Kansas football analogy. I don't think that's exactly right. Certainly South Carolina football in the late, I think a good analogy would be if, if South Carolina football had hired Jim Donnan away from Georgia in 2000, uh, before Georgia fired him, I think there are a lot of Georgia fans that would have been, okay, this is awesome. Uh, there are also been South Carolina fans that would say, this is a pretty good hire for us. Um, so having said all of that, I, I think he is exactly the kind of program builder, kind of no-nonsense um, hire that gets you back steady and gets you back potentially competing for NCAA tournament bids. Um, if he makes the right hires, and I, I think he probably has heard this enough already, uh, it could be a spectacular hire. Um, and the trick here is figuring out exactly what those assistants look like. And by the way, you may end up with Jervis Hayes back at Georgia, just not mm -hmm. sitting at the end of the bench. Yes. Jonas Hayes. I've gotten yelled I mean, at that several or times. Or Jarvis too. That's yeah, fine. Get, get both. Go get both. Um, so you know, that's that's kind of where I am. I mean, it doesn't on one hand, I am I am impressed that we were able to get a coach of Mike White's caliber because frankly, I thought we were going to be aiming lower than that, or, or, or probably we're gonna end up having to settle for lower than that. On the other hand, I get why some people are upset why you hire early and also quote unquote help out a rival, but Frankly, we're not Florida's basketball rival. We're just not. I, I, I wish we were. We're not. So I agree with all, everything that you're saying, but I have to say I'm actually higher on the higher. I'm higher on the higher uh, than even that. I don't think of this like maybe he gets them back on track and uh, and that's great. But I don't think this is Mark Fox. I think the ceiling is considerably higher here. And I think I. Uh, oh, this I, is definitely better than Mark Fox. Yeah. And I, Mark Fox was great, by the way. Like he was clearly a better hire than Tom Crean. I still think it was time for Mark Fox to go for a variety of reasons. But it does. But and clearly, like the, the problem is the Crean hire didn't work. The Crean hire didn't work. And everything kind of collapsed for, again, for a variety of reasons. Um, but most of which involving that none of those players after the COVID year wanted to be near Tom Crean at all. You can see Tom Crean former players all over the NCAA tournament uh, this week from uh, from uh, wherever you want to see them from Arizona to uh, to Auburn to uh, to Dayton in the NIT. Uh, they're all there. Um, more to the point, though, like Fox, Fox was that guy. You're like, I don't think anyone looked at Mark Fox and said, this guy is going to take them to this guy is top shelf. He's going to uh, unlock the Atlanta pipeline and get top shelf guys. That's not why they hired Mark Fox. They, Mar they hired Mark, Fo Mark Fox to be clean, to get everything back on track and to, and to get the play place on stable ground. He did that. There was a ceiling to that where he could go no higher, which is the, I think was the idea of the Crean hire Crean turned out to be a disaster. And that is unfortunate. But I also think that the instinct of, of hiring Crean was not a bad one. The idea of hiring Crean was not a bad one, which was the idea you've got someone who's gotten to the mountaintop and also left a place with, frankly, 
insanely high expectations. That is similar to this situation. Florida, remember they 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 they're coming off Billy Donovan, who literally the floor is named after. In case you were wondering, like he, the floor is named after Billy Donovan. There, he is the coach of the most. He may win NBA Coach of the Year this year. Billy Donovan is a freaking legend there. Before Billy Donovan got there. Florida was not a legendary program to any stretch of the imagination. They had this kind of terrific top shelf coach. He brought them to this incredible place. And now he's got a chance to make it to the NBA finals this year. They were blessed with a special guy. My analogy for this is Illinois had Bill Self. Illinois had Bill Self. and And when they had Bill Self, they thought, wow, we're really this awesome. And then Bill Self left and we discovered, nope, no, we're not. We actually need a special Bill Self type of coach, as proven by the fact that he went to Kansas and has won more conference championships than Coach K has, even though he's been there half as many years. So, like the special coming after is the old line. You don't want to, you don't want to come after the guy. You want to come after the guy who's after the guy. That was part of White's problem. But so I think Florida had unreasonable expectations, which is why I think you're seeing a lot of Florida fans being like, yeah, we we're ready for him to go anyway. Which, again, as you pointed out from uh, from our friend uh, Mummy Paul, uh, uh, the idea that all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, wow, we really trust what Florida fans think about everything. They're totally rational and normal. We should follow them. They must be right. I think speaks to a footballification of this process in a way that uh, was applying football uh, anger and rivalries to a bat to a sport in which they did not apply. Uh, but that's it. That's that's I'm getting off. That, I'll, we'll get to that in a moment. That's more about the top, the, the reaction, oh, I, but I totally agree with that. Right. And yeah. I think that's part of the, I think that's part of the, the thing is that I, I mean, I, I think Blue Tarski nailed it. It's like, yeah, I, I, these are the same fans that thought Dan Mullen was a better coach than Kirby smart a year ago. So I, you know, it's I understand. I I, I get why Florida fans are like, oh, I'm glad he's gone. Thanks for giving us the money. I get that. But on the other hand, I'm not. I I, I think you're also applying Jeremy Foley's Florida to Mike Strickland's Florida, and I think those are not analogous. I think yeah. I think they're. I, I don't think all the oars are pouring the same direction, pulling the same direction at Florida in the way they were when Jeremy Foley was there. Um, and to apply the the gangster. Uh, the kind of the gangster rubric that, that Stephen Godfrey uses. I, I don't think that I don't think that Scott Strickland is a gangster. Um, by the way, uh, I think it's also telling that Mike White's brother is uh, and dad both are ads, and he left Florida to go to Georgia, and that says mm-hmm. a lot about brooms to me. Uh, and I would say I, I want to get into Mike White a little bit more in a moment, but we should finish off this point, which is okay. Well, do my best to put this delicately. Um, Georgia just won the national championship of football, but Georgia fans generally have been frustrated and felt uh, uh, disrespected and angered for a long time. And I feel like there's a little bit of phantom limb situation in this, to be entirely honest with you. I think that this situation, the idea that I feel like after Georgia has rubbed, has, has conquered all of its demons, has, 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 has defeated Florida, has won the national championship there. Something struck people in an angry way and it brought back a lot of bad memories to feel like Florida fans were laughing at them. And I, and for the record, I think Florida fans are wrong to be doing so, but more to the point, I'm, I, I'll put it this way. Most of the people that are like, Oh, well, Florida must be written. They must not know anything. I, I, I challenge, I'm very curious how many Georgia basketball games they've been to in the last five or six years. I think that football and basketball are different sports 
And I think this was part of the Jonas thing, which it, it was uncomfortable for me because I was kind of a, uh, I did not think they should have hired uh, Jonas Hayes. I hope they hire him as an assistant. He may need an assistant job because Xavier is falling apart, by the way. Um, so he may need a job at some point because that coaching staff may get cleared out. So the idea that Hayes was like this up and comer, incredible assistant, I think is over very much overrated and very, and just, it's just not true, but more to the point, the, the thing with the Hayes thing felt very lizard brain thinking. It felt very, well, we watched him play and we loved him. All of which are true. Sounds like an awesome guy. We'd love to have him on staff here, but also worked with Kirby worked. And frankly, I was a little surprised to see Seth Emerson pulling some of this stuff, to be entirely honest with you. I think it's, I, I think it's a sign. I love Seth to death. Didn't go to a single basketball game this year. Didn't see him once out there. There's a lot of football brain thinking on this kind of idea, which I get because Georgia is Georgia and they want Georgia basketball to, we want something to be angry about because we're so happy with Georgia football. So I get it. But the idea, I'll put it this way, two things. One, if Jonas Hayes would have got hired as, as the head coach here, Georgia would have been the laughing stock of the rest of college basketball. It would have been a sign that Georgia does not take basketball seriously. Now, maybe Mike White's going to work out and maybe he's not going to work out. I think he's going to work out. I would argue the main, the main issue he had at Florida was, hey, remember Keontae Johnson? Remember that video at the beginning of, uh, beginning of the basketball season uh, during COVID where the guy collapsed and fell over and we all thought, oh my God, does he have COVID? Is he dying? Do have a heart condition? That was the SEC preseason player of the year. The star of the team, the reason that they were ranked in the top 15 heading into the season and he's been gone for two years. I challenge any team, including my Illini, if Kofi Coburn suddenly had collapsed and not played for two years, I don't think anyone thinks Brad Underwood's much of a genius right now. Like he literally lost his best player and, and the heart and soul of the team. And he struggled to get back to where he would have been without him if he'd have had him, which is what happens in, in basketball. You lose one guy. It's not like you're four deep on a chart like in football. But more to the point. I do feel like there was a lot of, well, work with Kirby, so we should just bring in our guy. And I get it. It totally worked with Kirby. But the fact that Kirby was a beloved player here and an assistant coach somewhere else, and Jonas Hayes was a beloved player here and assistant coach somewhere else, are literally where the comparison ends. <laughs> like, that's where it stops. That's the extent of it. And I think it's using football brain thinking to people that, by people that frankly don't follow college basketball very closely. And that's not to say I blame the alums like JJ Frazier. Of course, they all love the guy. They want their guy. Every single uh, uh, alum, every single fan base of alums always wants their guy to come back. If you remember before Tommy Lloyd was hired at Arizona this year, uh, there were all these Arizona fans were so angry that they, they didn't get someone from home. They didn't bring somebody home. They brought this guy from Gonzaga. What's going on now? Arizona is the number one team in the country, number two team in the country, a number one seed and everyone is elated. So I, I just, I think that sort of got to get our guy is what gets you in trouble. I think this move while I think this is a higher ceiling move than it is being given credit for, but more to the point, I do think he gets this thing back on track. It's going to take a while. This is a, build up from the build from the studs up situation. But I also think you've heard a lot of people say Georgia is a job that has a lot of potential that they've never tapped before. I feel like it's this just, is a guy that can do it. It's actually more than from the studs up. You got to get the mold out of the walls first. Yeah. Right, that's, right, right, right. I mean, so, yeah, I, I think the one thing I would add to that is that um, I, I, I'm not, you, you probably have a, a pulse on um, on the basketball national punditry and, uh, better than I do because obviously you follow a little more closely being a fan of the line. I congratulations, mm -hmm. four seed, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, you miss Sister Jean too. 
Um, yes. So <laughs> thank goodness. The um, I think I think the thing I would add to that is that um, I get where people come from wanting wanting Georgia to take a big swing because we saw Brooks go and take a national champion track coach. We saw Brooks go and take a national champion as a soccer coach, right? Uh, and and to, to to be able to do that in 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 those lower profile sports, that is um, that is a little different. You're right than than basketball. I mean, there is an entire world where if we do this, we're taking Maryland sloppy seconds for with Mark Turgeon or or whatever. Now, I I think there is also I I think if you were to distill down some of the arguments, uh, and I'm not saying that Jonas is the, the savior here, if you were to still distill down some of the arguments is why settle now for white is that you could always end up with something better. Well, I think, I think Josh is making the reason bet that with Mike white, you get a steady hand, you get someone that is a better coach than Mark, a better coach on paper and probably a better coach uh, dispositionally for Georgia than Mark Fox was and you don't end up hiring whatever the next Tom Crean is. And that's a win to Josh Brooks. And probably more importantly, that's a win that he can go out and sell to those guys that sit down. Ordinarily, we see sitting down in front of you mm-hmm. and up and down the thing that haven't been there this year because it's been an ugly product. Um, the other thing is the way uh, Mike White has handled um, the thing you alluded to there with the, with, with the player. Uh, I think he has... Um, I think he has has acquitted himself nicely in a way that Florida fans would never give him credit for because, you know, the last guy won two back-to-back national championships in the courts named after him, like you said. And that's a hard thing to do. And, and as a basketball coach, you embrace that. But I don't think Mike White, for any stretch of the imagination, views this as a, a parachute out of a situation as much as it's a chance for him to reinvigorate his career at a place where he could, because look, Mike White could have gotten a different job. If he hangs out there, it could be in South Carolina, which went to a final four, four years ago or five years ago. Um, and and they the coach they literally just fired. Um, and then, you know, will we have Frank Martin here? I'd hate that. That guy's awful. Right. And so, you know, I, I'm, I am okay with the hire for no other reason that for basketball reasons, it makes a ton of sense for program building. It makes a ton of sense. And he actually fits in what, what I think Josh Brooks wants to to see all the coaches was kind of an even keeled. We're going to come in. We're going to take care of our players. We're going to do things a, a good way and a right way. We're going to have an interesting brand of basketball and um, we're going to go win some basketball games. Now, it, would have been awesome if we felt like I could have gotten Chris. I don't think there's a, a shock of smart out there this year, or um, you know Dennis Gates or, or Matt McMahon is cl- the closest I can come with. And even Dennis Gates is a is a stretch because he's only had one really good year at Cleveland State. And McMahon's had a couple at Moorhead, but I think I think both of those those guys are going to be in play for for programs that frankly they're going to wait to find out what happens at those programs before they talk to Georgia seriously anyway. So here's a question for you because. Uh, who would you say traditionally, not potential, but traditionally has had a better basketball program, Georgia or Missouri? Oh, Missouri, no doubt. Not even close. Like Missouri is tr- such a better, uh, su- such a better program has gone like uh, Illinois plays them every year. I've seen them be pretty good. They fired their coach. Here are the people 
here are the people, according to The Athletic, that are up for that job. As a matter of perspective, okay, to see who we're talking about here. As a matter of perspective, here are the ideal candidates for that job. I'm not going to say their names. I'm just going to say where they coach. Drake's head coach, George Mason's head coach, who's an alum, Missouri State's head coach, Wyoming's head coach, Northwest Missouri State's head coach, Murray State's head coach, Baylor's assistant coach, and Mark Turgeon, former Maryland head coach. I would hire Mike White over every single one of those people with the possible exception of Murray State head coach, who Missouri is not getting. Um, In a half a second. Like in a half a second. And so like, it is, it is weird. I, I, I get it. Like getting Florida's coach, having Florida fans happy about it, not getting the assistant that everybody wanted touches a lot of angry online guy buttons. I understand that. But like, if you just take a step back and look at the jobs that are open, that are programs considered clearly better than Georgia. I would put South Carolina slightly above Georgia, though I think Georgia's potential is to be much higher than South Carolina's. But certainly on the court-wise, South Carolina has been above them. They ain't getting a guy this count. There's just no way. (laughs) They're just not getting this guy. Missouri is definitely above Georgia. And I guarantee you, if you told Missouri just like a year ago that like, hey, fire Quanzo Martin now and you can get Mike White, they'd have done it. (laughs) They'd have absolutely done because they could see it was coming. So I, I, I think... Again, I, I want to put this delicately, but I do think that like it's just there's just a lot of football type thinking about this in a situation where football type thinking does not apply. And that would be what I would say. Now, maybe someday they can get to that point. Maybe Georgia basketball can get to the point where it is truly cutthroat. When that happens, I expect to see every single one of these people that were angry about this out there with season tickets. I expect to see yep. you out there. Yeah. Uh, but right now, uh, the people that are out there have seen what this is, have uh, followed the sport, know it really closely, and see where Georgia is on that tier. I was texting with my friend Matt Norlander about this, the great Matt Norlander about this. He was as stunned as everyone else was that Mike White, who, by the way, he had been floated as someone, not necessarily for this job, but someone that might essentially pull a Shaka Smart, right? That's what Shaka Smart did. Shaka Smart was in trouble. Wasn't in, He wasn't going to get fired at Texas. Texas, but he was starting, they were starting to get after him a little bit. So he was like, wait, I'll go to Marquette. The Marquette is a very good school. He left a year early. They bought it. They, 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 Marquette took care of his buyout. Texas was happy to move on. And they, Texas got a guy that they really wanted. Uh, we'll see if Florida does that, by the way. Uh, but more to the point, now Smart is in the tournament and is in a great situation and is and is now back to building up the reputation that got him the job in the first place, just like Mike White, I think we'll be able to do at Georgia. But the idea, like that, that is it's not an unusual thing for that to be able to happen. But Every like so many of these teams would love to be in this position to have him. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be a thing, but like that's what you want. You want someone who has done it, who has been in a position recently and also is not like someone to me, the mistake of the Korean hiring was I think Crean has been a coach for so long that there was a part of the game that had passed him by. And by the game, I don't necessarily mean on court stuff like the problem with Crean this year is all of his players said, yeah, I don't want to play for this guy and I can just leave. And they did. Uh, that was Crean's problem is he didn't adjust to the way the game was changing. White has not had this problem. White lost his best player <laughs> and lost him for two seasons uh, during a really terrible time. 
he's young. He's younger than me, even though he's been coaching since 2011, which is very annoying. I feel obliged to point out. Uh, but I, I just think it is a it is a hire that if Missouri, who is Illinois' rival in basketball, this uh, non-conference rival, had gotten Mike White, I'd have been like, I, I would have felt similar to the way Georgia fans feel a little bit about Napier. They're like, oh man, they did they made a good call. They made a good call. Now I'm not happy about it. I still think we're better. I still think we got him, but I got to keep an eye on him now. And I and the fact that Georgia fans don't feel that way and are getting caught up in like sentiment or just frustration and anger is uh, I look forward to that uh, uh, to them coming around. And for the record, I did. I have seen I'm sure you've seen this, too. A lot of those alums that were like, we want Jonas, we want Jonas, we want Jonas. They all turned pretty quick. Right. They all came back around and they all were supporting why everyone knows that everyone is on the same side and wants to row in the same direction. So I'm hopeful uh, that, that that will continue to happen. Yeah. And just looking at uh, thinking about, you know, you, you mentioned Missouri and for somebody says, well, but Missouri's never made a final four. Yeah. Also, Missouri's been to 27 tournaments and yeah. 10 in the 10 since Georgia uh, last win. So no, that's not exactly right. Yeah. They've been to two since Georgia last win. Yeah. Yeah. They've gone, uh, they've gone through a draw. Their last 10 years have been very bad. Like that's, yeah. that's what's got them to this point. That's what but very bad to them is missing the tournament two out of three years, yeah. not going one in 17 in the conference. Um, so I, I, I'm glad to hear that, that, that you feel that way. I, you know, my first, when I first saw that, um, and when I texted you yesterday about this, I was like, hey, we, if this is real, and you're like, oh, it's real. And I was like, oh, God, Will's already talked to people. So, <laughs> um, so I'm like, all right, this is happening. And I was like, man, this is, I, you know, my, part of my um, part of my enthusiasm was slightly tempered by um, part of my enthusiasm slightly tempered by I, I want to. I want to wait. I, I guess I want to play wait and see here because anybody they hire is not going to be a. Oh my God, I can't believe we got this guy. But any rational objective of you, uh, observer would say, Oh my God, I can't believe Georgia got this guy. Yeah. And those, that's the goal, right? Like, for like, it's funny. Uh, maybe this is a good way to kind of close out. Graham Coffee, we all like Graham Coffee. Good guy. Uh, but he had this, this scoop that Georgia and Scott Drew had talked a little bit. Yeah, and, the, and, there, and which is not surprising. I, that, 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 there's, I don't think there's anything weird about that. Uh, uh, and I'm sure Scott Drew turned him down and we'll go get a big raise out of this. But more to the point, it like, have we, for, like, Baylor now is like they're the defending national champion. They are the number one seed again this year. They very are, they very well might make the final four again. Uh, Scott Drew is one of the hottest coaching candidates in the country to the point that everyone was like, oh my God, why in the world would he leave Baylor? And that's like the perfect job. Need I remind you what Baylor was when he got there? Like their previous coach literally got fired for accusing another player of murder. <laughs> like no, it was no, like, not not accusing a player of murder. Framing accused, him, framing, yeah. accusing him of dealing drugs to cover up the fact that he knew he murdered a teammate. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's much more. It was far worse than framing him for murder. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, you're right. You're correct. And like that's where Baylor was when Scott Drew took over. It's been 15 years, I think it's 15 years. Like you can turn Baylor was in a lower place than Georgia basketball, which has been in a lot of low places, has ever, ever been. Like you can get this turned around. I mean, this is uh, this is why Missouri, it would be so frustrating for them to be like, I guess I guarantee you there's coaches, there's people, Missouri fans. I know Missouri fans. They're like, man, I hope we get so I'd love to get someone with the with the qualifications of 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 
uh, of white. And they're probably not going to because Georgia struck first. <laughs> and I, and I just, I think that like the idea of waiting, particularly as more and more teams have coaching changes, more are coming. There's always some coming and not, uh, we can argue, listen, maybe white's the right call. Maybe not the white, right call, but waiting would have been a mistake. Waiting would have been a mistake considering where Georgia is in this pecking order and where Georgia is, uh, um, would have been as more and more jobs came up. I would put it. Yeah. There. Yeah. No, that's right. And so, you know, the, the, the brief thing about Scott Drew, I think Scott Drew, absolutely his people talk to, to Georgia people, which tells me two things. One, Georgia has been doing this for several weeks at the minimum. Uh, two, um, Scott Drew is probably looking at making a move, but that move is never, first off, that move is not going to happen with Baylor still in the tournament and they are, defending national champions and a one seed. So you might not be able to talk to them until April, uh, April 6th or 7th. Uh, Second off, there's a lot of programs that are much higher on the food pecking order than Georgia. They're going to have a bite of that apple. I mean, to to put this way, I mean, with, with Will Wade going to LSU, you know, there, the short list has been Brad Underwood, right. Which just seems okay. That's a weird, weird thing. Scott Drew and Buzz Williams. Buzz, we, if that's the, their list, Buzz Williams getting that job because I don't think Brad Underwood leaves Illinois. Amazing. And I certainly don't think Scott Drew leaves Baylor for a program that potentially could be getting a multiple year NCAA tournament band. Um, you know, that's I just that's a really hard thing. You know, if, you know, if he's going to go to a program that's, that is under that kind of thing, he's going to Louisville where they're going to pay him $9 million and they love the basketball coach there. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, plus it's back in the Midwest where, where he's where he's kind of from. So, you know, I, it's just I, I I had not thought of in the terms that you kept putting it, that they are putting they're putting the veneer of a, a football mentality over a basketball decision. But I think that's exactly right. Um, and, and I get that on one hand. I really do, because, you know, we did just win the national championship. And uh, we have said for years, I, at least I have, that. There is no reason why Georgia can't be a, a a powerhouse in multiple multiple sports, and I think men's basketball should be one of those sports. Um, I think there is a possibility we look back in five years from now and see this as a stepping stone back towards um, certainly basketball relevance in the SEC. And he gets the right um, he gets the right assistance, and we're able to get. Um, People pull in the same direction as far as supporting the program. And when I say that, I mean explicitly uh, NIL. Where uh, NIL here, um, you could be more than that. It could be a program that makes a, a deep run the tournament on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. Yep, that's the goal. And we'll see. Listen, next year is going to be rough, but I mean, you know, it's a different game now. Transfer portals change everything. Recruiting changed everything. And frankly, uh, it would not surprise me. If Jonas Hayes ends up here anyway, to be honest, because it's not really going great at Xavier right now. So uh, that could be a potential good spot for him. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about this. It feels like, and, and I do personally think there is something to, you know, there, we've had a lot of, uh, of, of, of uh, Georgia fan frustration and sad energy and feeling like, you know, put upon and, 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 and disrespected. Uh, and they, no one's doing that right now. And so I do feel like well, that transferred to basketball a little bit. And I think that's one of the reasons people got really so dialed up about Florida. Like, oh, is Florida laughing at us? If Florida is laughing at you, you're doing something right. 
I promise you that is that is the case. Um, all right. Well, I'm excited for us. Actually, I'll get back together again. We'll all do that at some point. But uh, uh, and also, but maybe we'll get together before G Day. Seems like a good time to do it. Let's do it before G Day. What do you think? Time me up. Okay, good, good, good. Um, all right, Tony. Well, uh, well, we'll, we'll send this over to Scott. Thank you for everyone uh, coming back on. It was good to be able to talk about this. And uh, do you have? A, do you have, have you picked? Yeah, I was just. Call? I was just going to say, remind everyone uh, about the Will Leach LZ Granderson um, uh, uh, pool because we're not going to do a um, an NCAA tournament pool. Uh, and you've got two out there that that our folks can jump in on. Yes, it is. Uh, it is a WilliamFLeach.subsec.com. It's on ESPN. It's the long game. What, what you do if you win? <clears throat> I do this every year for my newsletter. And if you win, whoever wins gets to assign me a newsletter topic. This year, whoever wins, in addition to that, also gets to make a guest appearance on the long game podcast that I do with Elsie Granderson and I, hosted by the Recount. Uh, we're doing a women's bracket too, which Georgia is in, by the way. Uh, they are not hosting. They did. They kind of had a late season fall a little bit. Collapse would be too strong, but I think they fell out of uh, being able to to host a regional. But uh, they'll be playing. They'll be playing the winner of the first four game uh, that that comes out. So Georgia's in it. Georgia at least is playing in that tournament. So make sure to watch that and fill out my bracket. It'll be fun. Yep. Otherwise, um, we'll see you all uh, next time. Well, we'll t- we'll talk before GD. I don't think there's any question about that. But until then, hey Tony, go dogs, go dogs. And we'll be back with a full episode before the Georgia G-Day game in April. Until then, good luck in your brackets and go dogs.